Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Small Talk Podcast. My name is Katie Fairman and before we get into today's episode, I just have to start off by saying a huge thank you to each and every one of you that have listened and loved the podcast since it launched a couple of months ago because when I was editing the last episode, I realized that we have hit over a hundred thousand plays on the Small Talk podcast and I'm just flabbergasted. Who uses that word anymore? I do, because that's how I feel. Like I genuinely am so thankful for each and every one of you, the love that you have shown this podcast. Like I was really not sure how it would be received when I decided to relaunch Small Talk a few months ago. But in that short amount of time and the very few episodes that I've done, like I know that that could have been more had I done more episodes, but the fact that you guys have remained loyal and yeah, you, you're just the best. I say it all the time, but you are my motorsport besties and I couldn't start this episode without acknowledging that incredible achievement and just thanking you, the person that is listening to this right now, because without you, this wouldn't have been possible. So thank you. Now, today's episode is going to be a bit more of a chilled vibe. Um, Lots of things to get through, but wanted to start off by saying that you know the drill. Go and get yourself a drink of choice, whether that's a cup of tea, that's what I've gone for today, maybe a coffee, water, whatever your thing may be. Go and grab yourself one now and let's dive into another episode of the Small Talk Podcast. Okay, so before we get into the theme of today's episode, I have to start off by kind of doing a bit of a catch up. So the last time I recorded an episode was when I was in Florence back in July and I just had the Romy Pre. I was enjoying some downtime. I was still working, but it was nice to be able to get away. I even read a book while I was away, something that I haven't done in the longest time. Enjoying some swimming by the pool. In fact, all of this reminiscing, it's making me jealous about my own self because it was just such a nice time away. Uh, But after Florence, I went up to Lake Como And I only went there for a couple of days, but it was stunning. The Airbnb that I stayed in had its own private pool. It was amazing. And uh, one of the things that I knew I wanted to do when I was on my Italy trip is there is a villa down in Lake Como. And I first knew it was love when I saw it in Casino Royale, which for those of you that enjoy the Bond movies, let me know if you agree with this opinion, but I think it is the best James Bond movie there is. There's everything that you could ever want. It was like the birth of a new chapter. We had Daniel Craig in his first appearance as James Bond. Directing was amazing. The cars were amazing. The women were amazing. And you can't forget Mads Mikkelsen as that Bond villain. Still the chief, one of the best Bond villains out there. But anyway, for those of you that have no idea what I'm talking about, sorry, but basically this villa, which I went to, appears in the movie. It also appears actually in Star Wars, if you're a fan of that. There's a scene between Natalie Portman and Hayden Christensen. I think that's his name. Um, and yeah, I I would try and pronounce the name of the villa, but I, you know me, I would just butcher it. So um, maybe look up 
Italian villa, Lake Como Casino Royale or something. Uh, But it was a stunning location. I'm so glad I went. And then I came back home for a couple of days, managed to unpack from my trip to Portland and then the British Grand Prix and then Italy trip. Like there was a lot of washing that I needed to do, (laughs) a lot of admin. But then went back up to London last week for the London E-Prix. And I mean, the races held at the Excel Centre are just insane. The The venue is hosted at this exhibition centre in London. But what makes it so unique, not just to Formula E, but to motorsport in general, is that the circuit is half indoor, half outdoor. So you've got the cars going through the XL and the XL has recently sort of had a new surface put down. So it's uber, uber grippy and super obviously flat because people are going to be walking along it and there's exhibitions hosted there. And then you go to the outside And it's super bumpy and rugged and typical of a Formula E street circuit. In fact, it was quite funny. One of my closest friends and her fiancé and his family went up to see the Formula E at the weekend, which was so nice to have friends at a race that I was at. Like, it's just something that's never happened before. Obviously, I got my motorsport friends, but for my actual, like, home-home friends, it was really quite cute to see them there. But they regularly attend Comic-Con that's hosted at the same place. And they were saying it's so weird to see race cars going along the same place that they would go through for parking for Comic-Con. So I thought that was quite a cute little uh, little reference. But the, the circuit is amazing there. One thing actually which made it even more intense is that on the Sunday... We had typical British summer weather in that it absolutely chucked it down with rain. And so think of the complexities of a circuit that's half indoor, half outdoor, then add on the additional rain that had fallen and it was heavy, heavy rain, I'll tell you that. So yeah, that was a crazy experience. We also crowned new champions this weekend. Jake Dennis, Britain, won at home in front of his home crowd in London And it wasn't an easy victory for him, although he had quite a significant points lead coming into it. It all like drama kicked off on the Saturday, which was the day that he won it. He was in an intense title fight with Nick Cassidy. And unfortunately for Nick Cassidy, he did everything that he could at the start of that race. Like he'd started from the first place position. He didn't get pole. That was Mitch Evans. But he had been demoted five places because of a penalty from the previous round. But Cassidy started from that P1 grid slot. He led really well. His teammate Buemi was in second, helping him take his attack modes without losing the lead. And everything seemed to be going to plan to keep it an open championship fight for the next day. But then disaster struck when there was clearly some miscommunication between Buemi and Cassidy and they collided into each other, not at high speeds or anything like that, but just enough to damage Nick Cassidy's front wing and ultimately lose him the championship because with the damage to the front wing, he dropped right down the back of the field and in the end had to pit and retired. So like real crazy, crazy scenes in Formula E. I would expect nothing less. But yes, well done to Jake Dennis. He's such a nice lad. I've had a pleasure of interviewing him plenty of times over the course of the season. And he is just as lovely in real life as he may appear on Instagram. His Jake Dennis Struggles account that he has, he is a great addition to the championship. And I'm so happy that he has now got a title to his name 
Although part of me does feel so sorry for Mitch Evans, who once again came into the finale this weekend with a mathematical chance of seeding the championship. I mean, that guy feels like he does everything every year and yet it never quite works out for him. But maybe his time will come in season 10. But anyway, that's enough Formula E chatter for you. I will, <laughs> famous last words, I really will try and do a Formula E episode. Maybe a reflection of the season nine or looking forward to season 10. There's plenty of silly season stuff going on at the moment. That Nick Cassidy that I spoke about, who was in the chance of a championship, it's been announced today that he's going to join Jaguar for season 10. So it was previously at a place called Envision Racing with Sebastian Buemi, but now both Cassidy and Mitch Evans are going to be teammates next year. And those are two drivers that are like on their A game. So that's going to be super, super interesting to see how those two get on. Both Kiwis, both from New Zealand, grew up together. Uh, it's going to be definitely a, a an interesting test of their friendship, to say the least. But yeah, lots of really exciting stuff going on in the world of Formula E, even though the championship is already done and the season's over. Can you believe it? Okay, so the kind of main thing I wanted to talk about in this episode is the fact that last week I hit a pretty important anniversary and turns out that it was 10 years to the day on Tuesday, the 1st of August, that I shared my first ever blog post. I can do another podcast another time about my, I don't know, tips for starting your own motorsport blog, how to get into motorsport journalism, because that's questions that I get a lot. But I wanted to sort of reflect a bit on the last 10 years. Don't worry, this isn't going to be like me, me, me. Um, I actually have the blog, the very first blog that I wrote, the introduction post. And I'm going to read it out on the podcast because it's so embarrassing. <laughs> but I can't not share it because it's it's sweet to see how much has changed in the last 10 years. So actually, let me dig this out for you now, guys. So the actual website oh this is just this is just a bundle of cringe so I really hope you guys don't hold this against me for the rest of my life but my first blog <laughs> was called Formula Fairman I'm, I know I know it's so embarrassing and the tagline was a blog written by an 18 year old F1 fan so that was me although I was 17 at the time of starting this so yeah back in 2013 so the first blog that I did Let's read this together. Let's cringe together. Um, was called Introduction. And clearly I didn't know that emojis existed because I did the whole um, semicolon and like a capital D. So it made a grinning face. I'm just, it's just so embarrassing. Uh, and I'd made the picture from Sao Paulo in 2012. So it had a picture of like the whole grid from the 2012 season. And uh, right, let's get into this because this is going to be so embarrassing. Right, so here we go. The first blog on what shall soon be the greatest thing to hit Formula One since Max Chilton. I'm kidding, by the way. Max is awesome. My name is Katie. I'm 17 and live in the south of England. I'm beyond passionate about Formula One and adore everything from the technical design of the beautiful machines to the humour and bravery 
of the drivers on the track. Sorry, I shouldn't laugh. This is I wrote this for God's sake. My dream is to become a journalist for the sport. This is so cringe. I want to be stood in the pit wall as those lights count down and within a split second, the engines roar past you, sending vibrations through your veins. I want to meet the drivers and see the determination and embrace their admiration. <laughs> I want to be part of the most fantastic, fast and furious sport on this planet. When I'm not daydreaming about Formula One, you will find me hanging with friends at the beach, eating junk food, or dad dancing to bands like Kings of Leon, One Republic, and Imagine Dragons. As all you diehard fans will know, Formula One has gone for its summer break. The next time we will officially see these roaring machines on a track is next month when the teams and drivers land in Spa, Belgium, this gives me enough time to perfect the site and hope to get it to a decent standard in which at least someone in the world is willing to read the blogs I do. Oh, I also have a Twitter which you can follow for the latest updates at Formula Fairman. Please nobody go and follow that because that has been dead and gone for about 10 years, which I will post links, pictures and interact with you all. Winky face. I hope I don't totally suck at this and it turns out reasonably decent. Thank you. I hope you guys realised how embarrassing that was to do and I hope you appreciated that because we are never speaking about that again after this episode. But that was my very first blog post 10 years ago and yeah, I don't really know what to say about that to be honest. Obviously, it's quite sweet that I started that not having any idea where this journey would take me. I've talked about this before but... Um, when I created that blog, well, firstly, I'll talk about why I created the blog. So one of my best friends, um, somebody called Kat, who I think listens to the episodes, we're still super close friends. Um, she had started a blog about makeup, uh, because I guess we both followed creators at the time and having blogs and stuff was the, the in thing, the cool thing to do. And so Kat had started this blog about makeup and although I had an interest in beauty and things like that, my one true love was Formula One. And so she suggested, why did I not create my own blog about F1? Something I was passionate about because I was so bored in the summer holidays between the A-levels that I was doing at school. And when I was doing my A-levels, I had the one intention, since I was teeny tiny, is that I wanted to be a teacher. I wanted to be like a middle school teacher I don't know what that would be in America but teaching the ages of sort of like nine ten year olds I thought that was going to be my calling in life and then I started this blog in the summer holidays really enjoyed it and then I got my first set of A-level results back and they weren't good they were pretty bad and although I worked super super hard in order to get good grades I was just one of those people that didn't gel very well with written exams, having to memorize stuff, the time limits, the time constraints, coursework, absolutely aced it. I love doing coursework, all the research that went into it. You could take your time, you could, you know, gather information from lots of different sources and put something together that I really enjoyed, but the actual exams hated them. So I had the option of either continuing with all of my friends and doing my second year but I'd have to work twice as hard which 
already seemed like a lot because I had worked really hard the first year, but worked twice as hard in order to bring my grades up to a standard that universities would accept me for, for teaching courses. Or I could have a re-evaluation of the exams that I'm taking and redo my first year and basically decide to try again. So that's the, the route that I went down. I decided to redo my, my first year again at A-levels and pick this time courses that were relevant to maybe taking motorsport journalism quite seriously. Like obviously I had a long way to go from the blog post that you read. It was something that I really enjoyed doing and yeah the rest is history I mean as it would happen I still was rubbish at the next lot of A-levels that I did um I enjoyed doing things like media studies but generally my exam results weren't great I mean the ironic thing is that I did English A-level and I don't even remember what my grades were I think they were like a D or an E in the end at A-level and when I went back and I told my teachers I want to get into motorsport journalism like I was basically laughed at and then um, it's obviously turned out quite well in the end so I think that if anything just remind yourself that obviously some grades are important if you want to become a doctor or you know something like that then yes you probably need to get good grades but don't be completely disheartened by what is on a piece of paper in front of you. I think if I'm correct that people will start getting their GCSEs or their A-level results, especially in the UK, around this time. But promise me that you won't let those numbers or letters, whatever they are now, on a piece of paper define your entire future. Because I promise you, if you want something enough, you can get it. And um, yeah, I feel like that's an important thing to stress. So yeah, in those 10 years, obviously a lot has has changed. One of the biggest things for me, which I always go back to and why I have such a close relationship with Formula E is that I'm sure that Formula E is the reason that I'm I'm here now. You know, the, the championship first started in, in 2014. The first race was in Beijing 2014 towards the end of the year. And I remember thinking, hey, I'm new at all of this. Formula E is new at all of this. Perhaps there could be some sort of future there. They were looking for as many media outlets to, to cover it as possible. And so I applied for accreditation. My first ever race was in Monaco in 2017. So that would have been season three. And I can remember my very first race I went to my first media pen and I know I've told this story a million times but I feel like people need to hear it I basically ended up having a panic attack in the media center because I was so nervous and scared about going down and speaking to these drivers and now that's my job and I work for Formula E <laughs> for some people you might have only come across me and this podcast and what I do within the last couple of years or months or weeks or whatever but I promise you I was completely clueless when I started this 10 years ago so I think it is refreshing and important to have these discussions and honestly like I'm happy to talk about it as much as you guys want me to perhaps one of these days I can put something out on Twitter and do a more of a question and answer on things like this because I really am keen to make this small talk podcast like a very open and honest discussion with whoever wants to hear it
Okay, so one last thing before I go, and I appreciate this podcast. It's quite different to the normal stuff I've done on Small Talk. I haven't really talked about any racing news. There was a Formula E bit at the beginning, but I know that lots of you like me chatting about F1 calendar and my thoughts on Formula One and other subjects around motorsport. Don't worry, normal service will resume soon. This was more of just like a a little celebratory episode, but uh, I actually need your help for this next section because now I am home for a little while and apart from my trips to Zanvoort and Kota, I am pretty much homebound. That means I finally get a chance to sort myself and my office out. Now, I moved about two months ago, and in that time, I've hardly spent any like chunks of time in my, my new apartment, but I have some progression to the podcast slash office space. And yes, I need your help in making this the best sort of setup and place it can be over on the Instagram for Small Talk, which is at Small Talk Pod, I believe. Let me double check that. I should really know that. Oh, at Small Talk Podcast on Instagram. I have put out a story today, which hopefully should still be up by the time this episode goes out tonight. And yeah, I'm looking for things that you guys have in your office or if you have your own podcast, the kind of things that you need in order to do your job and do it as smoothly as possible. Because yeah, I'm really wanting to take this seriously. In fact, today I um, have sorted myself out a sofa or a couch from wherever you're listening. That's now a staple in my office. And I'm hoping by having this sofa set up, I can get my mic and actually have that on an arm so I don't have to hold it every single episode. So it's a bit more professional. I also am going to be making sure that I get video cameras set up so I can film each one of these podcasts because trust me, I'm also one of these people that loves to watch a podcast and have it on the TV in the background or on my laptop, whatever I'm doing. And so I like being able to visually watch a podcast, which I know kind of defeats the object of having it you know, when you're going for a walk or whatever, but that will be coming soon. I just wanted to make sure that I had a really neat setup and something that's going to be consistent over all of the episodes. So that is coming soon. And yes, I thrifted this sofa from Facebook Marketplace, good old Facebook Marketplace. Honestly, what would you do without it? So doing a bit of upcycling and also saving me some good money that I can spend on other things in the office. I would love to have an office which... I can do everything from, and also a little teaser into some other plans I want to do that I can also do some streaming from in the future. We'll see what happens with that because at the moment I can just about do a podcast a week, but I really like the idea of doing some streaming. Uh, So we'll see. Anyway, I feel like I've already said enough. But for now, this has been quite a waffly podcast. As I said, it's not really too motorsport orientated. Regardless, I hope that you've enjoyed it and I will hopefully be back with another episode. Now that I'm actually in one place for more than five minutes, I'm really hoping that the podcast will become more regular and as time goes on, we can make this a weekly thing maybe even more, but I don't want to say too much because I think I've literally said this in all my podcasts and then it's like a two month break between each episode. But for now, 
let's wrap that up there. And once again, thank you so much in order to help me get to 100,000 listens. That's just insane. And hope that you're having a great week so far. I know it's only Monday from the day that I record this, but whatever day it may be, I hope that you're having a wonderful time. And I will be back with another episode soon. Take care and uh, yeah, peace out. Bye. Bye.